This is the Light Goddess Podcast. I am Jude Hotep, the goddess astrologer and soul coach. If you are here, it is because you are divine feminine soulpreneur. And come hell or high water, you will root more love into this world. Let's get into it. No one ever taught me how to be myself. They were teaching me how to be what they needed me to be, what society wanted me to be. Your worth and value are not about what you do, but about who you are as soul. I'm here to connect you to the power of who you really are. Book an astrology reading at thegoddessastrologer.com. Welcome back to the Light Goddess Podcast. I'm Jude Hotep, the Goddess Astrologer and Alchemical Initiatrix. This episode is called What About Life? There is something about life, about living, about being truly alive on the spiritual journey. First, we wake up to not being merely this automaton living this prescribed life, only about college and career and kids and death, which is literally the life that is sold to us by our own experience growing up in this overculture, in our families that most likely are no more awakened than the masses. We see television with people doing these amazing feats, you know, athletic feats, business feats, doing something to be great. But is it about something more, something from an awakened perspective, that we are galactic beings, citizens of our universe, rather than this one planet? There are star systems that have seven planets all inhabited. I suppose they just fly between them like the Hawaiian Islands. The deeper I research about being a galactic citizen, about being a star seed or a being of light with such important missions, it creates a lot of questions. Will someone still listen on the podcast? Will women be freaked out because they haven't awakened to it yet? Now awakening from the spells and lies of what life on earth really is, let alone thinking about ourselves beyond earth, right? The point of Light Goddess is to bring all of us women together to bond, connect, and help each other move our soul missions forward. I'm speaking more and more about our galactic citizenry on the podcast as I'm going deeper into research about it, finally having uh, some good resources because I don't just believe like any source out there, right? I have to find out for myself. And here's the thing. Even if I do believe a source or put things together from my own perception and a lot of different collected, curated information, you know, I still don't have to believe my own perception. It's still a choice to choose your perception. And a lot of people make their choices based on what's right or wrong in the culture what's right or wrong that they're told by other people or what other people admonish or approve of and so this is an interesting conversation that we're going to get into soon um, on the podcast most likely an episode this week so look for that but you still don't have to believe your own perception you can allow for your perception to continually be um, to be renewed and recalibrated Um, to what really keeps you sacred, what's playful, and what is of love, what's motivated by love. 
Bob Dylan, he has a lot of quintiles in his chart, and he was known back in the day for coming on the air and saying like 10 different contradictory things across eight broadcasts, never sticking to some same story. And so, you know, this, this paradox that we encounter on the spiritual path of, of this and that's both true, of, of disparate things, different ideas. So we encounter this paradox in the spiritual path that is so powerful as you begin to integrate extremes and disparate perceptions, knowing that no idea is one to live by. And, and yet we must live by some truths for within ourselves. I encourage you to think about life. This is so perplexing, I think, at least for my own journey. I am such a love being. I just love so much and so purely and so deeply. And I have also experienced a lot of darkness in my life, so much so that I get stuck sometimes in the dark side of life, the sadness, all of the tales of woe, the things that pull on sad, sorrowful, rueful emotions. It has occurred to me recently like how much time I spent of my life there and I was really expressing and transmuting so much of the pain into some sort of expression Um, I was doing what I could what I had within me to do at those times much of my life really skewed my understanding of life though of, of life meaning life versus death not life like living this thing but life as in not death and the dark doesn't want life to prosper to thrive to be happy and in love and the magical loving light joyful life that is ours to have and to create and to perpetuate about life about living life being truly alive meaning your emotions are not suppressed you're not trying to be proper for propriety You care not about appropriateness in so-called civilized society, which, what do they really mean by that? Dead society, a soul deadened, right? Corsets and crudite. I had a 20-year existential crisis. It demoralizes a person. It really does in taking away what is meaningful about being alive. And it is a different thing than being suicidal because you want to die, but you cannot actually do anything about about it and so it's like living in some sort of limbo and to return to meaning in life to return to the light from a dark black hole is not easy to say the very to say very little about it at all are you really alive this is an important question right now because most people live but are not alive they live programming looking to buy the next thing they're programmed to think is important, living to get to the next day off from the job they put up with and talk themselves into liking. How impeded into your, how, how embedded into your soul mission are you? Are you really understanding the importance of your thriving in this life? We have been living in a death culture for centuries, perhaps about 5,000 years The dominator culture is about death, killing of people. The roving bands came in during goddess times and and killed the men and took the effeminate men and the women as slaves. And, And 
they didn't defend themselves or protect themselves because they didn't have weapons because fear was nearly eradicated. They had no need for weapons. They had no need for the thought of war. They were for life. Everything they did worked for life. That was one of the peaks of our technology. It's where we get running water and indoor plumbing and um, architecture and paved roads. It's all from goddess times, from the Neolithic and Paleo-Neolithic eras. So, um, so it's it's really interesting that we've been living in this death culture ever since, in this dominator culture, killing of people. You know, those people that just blow past you in their car while you're walking. Like, such a little regard for life. People that run over animals and don't even try to stop. Just no regard for life. There, there are rainbow shades to this conversation because there, there's something important that we need to change about our mindset and humanity and to help humanity change from one about death and revenge and victimhood, which is of the dark. The dark wants you to be in victimhood. Anger, opposition, hatred to to changing that mindset to one of life. Lovingness, kindness, joy, meaning, sacredness, excitement, and connection. The Sarah Wright movie, it's one of my favorites. Um, and particularly the part where he is stuck in this high country and with the samurais for a period of time and he begins to change and to see how remarkable a people they are that they're studying their craft that they're doing something of meaning all the waking hours that they're honing a craft a skill a gift doing something of purpose and of meaning and they're all together they're all supporting each other and being together and loving each other the time around the fire which is one of the most ancient practices of humanity that we have gathering around a fire to tell story, to share what is of the heart, this being aliveness. So there's a perception of life about life, the value of life. We don't realize how much we've been tricked into not valuing life. So quick to say, kill them, to go to war, to fight for revenge, to fight. You know, like, I'm a martial artist, and there was nothing more thrilling than being in the fight. But it wasn't about killing and death. It was about skill and competition and sportship, about testing the metal of my skill. Having spent a week doing hundreds of arm bars over and over again, now can I pull it off in the battle, right? From guard, from mount, from side control. It's about athleticism. Society is awakening from this suppression, from this fog of death that has marauded humanity's soul. It is so easy to want revenge. It is much different to stand face to face with the predator, not a victim, but authentically hurt when you are hurt, standing in such acute authenticity of truth about the dastardly dark ways humans can behave. It's easy to play mind games. It's easy to be fucked up. It's easy to be dysfunctional and hide it from everyone in your life. It's easy to be a disaster. And such a high percentage of our movies and media are about the victim, villain, savior triad. It plays into women being a victim in victim roles shut down to their very power of being within. There is life as perception of how we live creating something creating your projects and intellectual property and your solopreneurship growing your platform is a creation becoming more visible in the world no longer afraid to be seen and heard as woman creating your identity creating life shared light 
proffered to anyone that needs that medicine. What you do is medicine to somebody. There are places in the world where people are killed or maimed for writing poetry. Can you imagine that? For speaking out. And people in the U.S. are talking about imposter syndrome. You know, find the solution. This is also what living for life is about solutions. About where we focus our energy and our attention. Which is our power. Our power is where our attention flows. How often are you giving it away to people who do not deserve it or to situations that are annoying or frustrating instead of just allowing the emotions of frustration and annoyance to be there and to release those emotions, really cultivating that emotional mastery? Because without emotional mastery, then you are puppeted around by your emotions and life. And so instead of living a conscious, purposeful life, life is kind of living you. And so the more control you have with your emotions, the more consciousness you have there, the deeper life that you live and the deeper uh, power to have this most extreme joy and adventure of a life. How often are people giving away their attention and their energy to people who don't deserve it because they're fixated on something living out of the wound, living from the subconscious, from the shadow, fixated on protection of yourself in some way, some way that you might call by another name, that you just can't get it out of your head. But who is in control of your mind? Do you let it wander and ramble, or do you consciously direct it towards creation of beauty in your life, of what is life-giving and life-nurturing, what is life-sustaining, All of the technologies across the years that we have discovered or created that would give free life to all, free energy, free healthy water, nutritious food, and so have, and so has been confiscated by the dark and sold back to us, diluted or used for malefic purposes. All of the ways we have to heal ourselves that have been burned and hidden and kept secret or stolen away from humanity and humanity is waking up to life once again tired of this manipulation tired of life being so hard when it is magical and abundant and so full of resource and bounty this is where we must focus coming together to share our respective gifts to move each other forward to prosper each other to build and grow these parallel societies that are springing up all over the world right now. Not 60 styles, communes, and farms, which is all fine. You know, a lot of people have farms and and have communities that live and grow and work together, but it's something much, much more than that where we're creating a way of life that's sustainable and life-nurturing, life-promoting institutions and, and, um, and organizations that support humanity where all people have access to it at prices all people can um can utilize the services and the functions the way we live is about life as well it is our perception it is what we put into our minds and hearts in the form of entertainment and media it is about the way we live as if life were the most natural thing there is and protecting it as sacred but with humor and laughing eyes, with a light heart, fighting for humanity and for life, we must do with a light heart, with humor, with vigilance, to joy, not fear. 
to eradicate fear, do your fear. This one thing alone in your life will surge life into your being and help you connect to the light. Connect to what is living and fully alive. We want to promote life, promote what is good. This feminine principle of creation, of love, of life, of being vibrantly alive and filled with wonder and joy and ecstasy. This is possible way to live. There is something of love inside of you. Tap that and let that flow into every part of your life. Believe in the good, in the magical, in the meaningful. I'm sending you lots of love until the next episode, Episodes Daily. I didn't have role models or examples of the Divine Feminine journey, of it being something more than just spiritual business, but something much bigger. My soulpreneurship, my soul mission. I knew it was here for something important. I knew I was fearless and powerful, and yet all of these karmic fears and insecurities were holding me back from speaking my voice and being out in the world. And like God is coaching, we jailbreak your soul from the conditioning and traps of the fear of this 3D world, unlocking your sacred feminine genius. Step into your power, goddess. You know you are meant for big things. Now is the time. To book a free goddess call, go to thegoddessastrologer.com. Together, we are the light goddess, moving humanity out of fear and into love consciousness. Now, if there is someone in your life that you can think of right now that would benefit from this episode, go ahead and share it with them right now. You can either text them or take a screenshot and send it to them. You can post it on your social media. Do whatever you have to to get them to listen to this inspiring podcast. And until next time, remember to bring more love, feed your light, and transform through the darkness.